I hope that they will see through uh, the creek the love of God and how much He provides and how much He cares for us. We want to give to them like what we've been given. And if we've been blessed, we are called to bless others. It just sees those kids' faces when they know that they have a, a gift because somebody here at our church has sponsored them. And it's not about us. It's not about the gifts. It's about giving and serving others. Good to see you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being at Christmas at our house. And some of you are having Christmas at your house, watching online. Thank you for joining us online. I would just want to start off by saying thank you to the, all those that are serving this week. And it takes hundreds of leaders and volunteers to put on services like this uh, each week, week in and week out. And they've given so freely of their time. So from every area you see, from helping us get a parking spot to, to taking care of our, our young ones. And we even have a room full of men and women in the, that are in a booth making our, our process happen. So you can watch this at home. And uh, your family from all over the country and all over the world and our family all over the country world can join us. So uh, thank you for all those that are serving this weekend. Thank you for being here. Man, it is Christmas. It is here, right? All the lists are done. I don't, I don't, I don't know if the shopping is done. I see that look on some faces like, yeah, I still got a couple more things to go out and figure out how to get. I'm sorry, man. Here's what you got to do. You got to print a picture of it, wrap it up, and say, it'll be here in four to six weeks when it comes off of the shipping container. And, uh, you know, just show her how much you care. Nothing says I love you like a piece of paper with a picture of what she might get. Um, but I'm glad you're here. I, mean, I, love, I love Christmas, and I love the anticipation. Like, I like, I like the tension building up to Christmas and, and wondering, like, did, did, did I drop enough hints? You know, I didn't flat out say what I wanted. Did I drop enough hints? Did I get it? Am I getting something like that? And just all that tension, I love it. I love watching kids and and they talk like, what are you getting? What are you getting? And there's such a faith, right? It's like, not what did you ask for? It's like, what are you getting? It's like, I already know. I mean, it's faith like a child, right? And I, I just love that anticipation, but I hate staying there. Man, I want to experience what I'm anticipating, and that's why I'm looking forward to Christmas and going crazy with the wrapping paper and opening the stockings and, and eating and, and just, just like eating more than I know I should because I've got to bulk up before January 1st, you know, because that way it looks like I'm winning going into the new year, right? And I just, I love it, but I want to, the experience, right? And that's Christmas. That's the world anticipating the Messiah, the birth of Jesus. The world is is... is 
is waiting and waiting and waiting. And all of the Old Testament prophecies are saying he's coming. This Messiah is coming and he will redeem the world of the sins of man. And, and he will restore relationship. And he's coming, he's coming. And then when the Old Testament ends, there's 400 years of silence. And then it gets broken with an announcement to Mary and to Joseph. This is how it happened with Joseph. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, they, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as, she con- as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. This was the prophet Isaiah over 700 years before this moment. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Christmas is the declaration where Jesus is saying, I am here. I am the light of the world. I am the bread. I am the resurrection, the life. I am hope. I am the way, the truth, and the life. But I am here is a declaration of Christmas. The waiting is over. The, when, when the angel spoke this to Joseph, the anticipation had a due date. I mean, we circle the date, December 25th. And we circle it for so many different reasons. Like, is that the day I'm getting something? Is that the day I'm excited to give something? Is that the day vacation finally starts for a little bit? You know, but we circle that date. There's an anticipation with the date. And now the world sees and knows that Jesus is coming into the world. And he will be the one to redeem the world of, the, of, the, of our sin. And he became flesh and made his life among us. John 1.14. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That he is here, and we've seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. He's the fullness of grace, the fullness of truth. In Christ, all of the fulfillment happens. There's so many things we, we chase after and go after to bring fulfillment in our lives. I mean, we chase career, we chase relationship, we chase so many things to bring fulfillment, but ultimately that fulfillment is only found in Christ, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And when we experience Jesus, we experience the fullness. And when we think about Jesus and the fullness of what he brings, he brings the fullness of hope. And in the Roland video at the beginning of the service, you know, we had different Creek family uh, reading John 1 and sharing the prophecies leading into that. And in John chapter 1, when I see hope, I see in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him, in Jesus, was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I find incredible hope in those verses. It's because Jesus created everything. And if he created everything, then he has authority over everything. And if he has authority over everything, then I can have hope that he knows what's going on even when I don't. 
I mean, I, 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 when I get to the point of I can't figure it out, he does. He created me. He created you. He knows exactly the number of hairs on our heads. The scripture tells us that he, he fearfully and wonderfully made us. He knit us together in our mother's womb. He knows the innermost part of our being. And he who knows the innermost part of our being has the power and authority. So he is that hope. I mean, I, I just love it when I can't figure it out, he has it figured out. And I've spent this afternoon trying to figure out how to wrap presents. My life has changed. Our daughters are grown up and they're married and they got households of their own. But I miss the days when I could take all of the presents for Heather and 20 bucks, it might be 50 bucks with inflation now, but I would take all of that into their bedroom and I'll go, here, wrap this for mom. And they would come out. And have these beautifully wrapped presents. Mine, not so much. I wrapped them, but it looks like I wrapped them. You know? Yeah, it's kind of like, that'll work. That'll do. It covers up the, the tags and everything. That'll do. You know, that's how guys operate. Like, did you build that? I built that. Yes, I can tell. That's homemade. You know, but it's good enough. And there's just times where, where good enough doesn't help me. doesn't give me hope. We've gone through a time where I think we, as a world, we've lost hope. I mean, news cycle after news cycle brings just disparity. And we need to get back to that hope. And even in suffering, listen to what Romans 5 teaches us about hope. And hope is a good thing, Red, but it says, Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into his grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. See, when Jesus was born, he was born for a purpose. And as he grew up, he became a, he became a man and, and ministered as a man. And he told his disciples, he said, I'm going away from you. There's a time that I'm leaving, and if I go, I'll come back. But he told the disciples in John chapter 14, he says, I, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, the helper, the promised one. That's how we can say the presence of God is here, that Jesus is here. Because the presence of the Holy Spirit is fully alive and fully in us, and we have the opportunity to connect with that hope. And that hope has a foundation. It's not just, it's not just I hope things get better, or I hope things change, or I hope next year is different. This hope has, has a strong foundation. The foundation for this hope is Romans 5, 2. Through him, through Jesus, We've also obtained access by faith into his grace in which we stand. The hope that I have stands on the grace of God. And the fullness of hope that I have comes from Jesus' fullness of grace. That he came to us full of grace, full of truth. And this grace is an overwhelming grace, this amazing grace. A grace that never runs out. In John 1.16, it says we, we receive grace upon grace from his fullness. That's designed to be an infinite statement. We receive grace upon grace upon grace upon grace 
upon grace because the fullness of his grace never runs out. And I, I, I'm telling you, I, every day I miss the mark. And every day I need the grace of God. Watching me trying to wrap presents, I need the grace of God in that very second. It's awful. I'm like, why did I do this? Why didn't I just put it in a gift bag? That's what I did with the rest of them. <laughs> She'll have grace on me. It's not the wrapping, it's the present, right? If God looks on the heart, I hope she looks at the present, not the wrapping paper. You know, it's kind of how I feel about the mirror, right? This wrapping ain't that good, but hey, the heart's good. <laughs> but we receive this fullness of grace. And, and we, 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 think, we think in terms, see, it's, it's hard because we think in terms of justice, right? And justice and grace. And the fullness of God's grace, Jesus showed us through the cross. But at the cross of Christ, the justice of God was satisfied. See, justice is getting what we deserve. Justice has been served. And what we deserve is death. I mean, the sin that we're born with separates us from God. We have a disconnected relationship. I mean, that, that, that's why we speak of the word salvation and why we speak of asking Jesus to be our Lord and our Savior and coming to him and receiving forgiveness because there's a disconnect in the relationship. And grace is what bridges that. And the grace can be given to us and offered to us as a gift because the justice of God was satisfied by the blood of Jesus on the cross. I mean, we want, we want justice for everyone else, but grace for ourselves, right? I mean, just watch out. What, put a camera on yourself in traffic. I'm going to need some grace after that. I mean, we want justice for everybody else that can't drive, but we want grace, like, get out of my way and let me go on down the road. But through the fullness of the grace of God, listen, that changes everything. When we receive that, the grace is a gift of God. And he offers it, he extends it. And we have to receive that. It says, by faith, I don't understand it all, but I believe that he loves me and I believe that he died for me. I'll, I'll, I'll try to figure this all out, but I believe that he loves me that much. And so I'll receive this gift of grace that changes everything. Because what happens then is we experience the fullness of relationship. That in Christ is the fulfillment of relationship. And listen, I know relationships can be weird. They can be dysfunctional. They can be a struggle. And, and, and we tend to base our relationship with God based on our relationships with the people around us. And, and, and God is perfect. Every one of us on this planet, we are not perfect. I mean, we, we're, we, we're just, we're broken. Therefore, relationships are broken. But in the grace, the fullness of grace of Jesus Christ, he brings us into this thing. He sets us into a relationship with God, reconciled. And we always think about disconnected relationships. I mean, that's why we love so many of the Christmas movies we watch, right? Because there's a big rift in the family, a rift in relationship. But then magically at Christmas, it gets reconciled by a man in a sweater. <laughs> but listen, reconciliation is vital in our relationship with God. He extends it to us. And he sets us, through the grace of Christ, he sets us in a relationship with God as our perfect father. And he sets us in a family called the church. I mean, this is, this is, what, this is what John 
tells us about this idea of relationship. Starting in verse 10, he says, he says that he was in the world. Jesus was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, that's that grace, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. He sets us in a family. And listen, family can be a little dysfunctional. Church can be a little dysfunctional because it's made up of dysfunctional people. But we have a perfect head who is Christ. Colossians 1.18 tells us that he's the firstborn from among the dead. He's the firstborn in all creation, and he is the head of the church. What I would ask for is the grace to look at our family called the church, to look at them with the grace that Jesus is working on us. And don't judge the perfection by the imperfection you see in the family. But he has set us, he's created us, and he's called us into relationship with himself and with each other. That's the beauty of the relationship. And as we come to Christmas, listen, I know the anticipation builds. And I know for some of you, this year has been a letdown. Because we can have the anticipation, and the, but then the event just doesn't live up to the hype. And some of that is because you, you and I have this, we have this void in our life. We have this infinite void. And a good year in business doesn't fill that void. The next relationship doesn't fill that void. Met goals or met resolutions aren't going to fill that void. Listen, the only way that void is filled is by an infinite God. And that's exactly what Christmas is. An infinite God wrapping himself in flesh and coming to us so that we can experience the fullness of who he is. And so my hope for us this Christmas is that we receive and experience the fullness of his grace and the fullness of his relationship. Let me pray for us. Jesus, we believe that you are God and you are with us. And I pray for those that have never received you, that today is the day that they experience the fullness of your grace. That's not magic words, but it's just us submitting our heart to you and saying, Jesus, I, I'm trusting you. I want to receive this grace, and I'm asking you to set me in a relationship with you. Set me in his family. And I, I, I believe that you love me enough that you you settled the justice of God so that I could have grace. And I'm asking you for that grace. I don't understand it all, Jesus, but I believe you love me. And I believe you died for me. And I believe you rose again. Jesus, I thank you that in that moment, life happens. That by the will of God, those who confess you, Jesus, become children of God. Thank you for that. May we live our life to the fullness of your grace, bringing us hope. 
in the fullness of your relationship. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. When you came in, our, our ushers handed you a, a candle. And uh, if you wouldn't mind standing with us, and our ushers are going to make their way through the aisles, and they're going to light a, a candle on the end. And just what I would ask you to do is pass that flame down. And we're going we're gonna to just, we're going to worship Jesus by singing some of these Christmas hymns. And I hope that you'll use this as a time to reflect that in him was life and that life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overtake it.